0: and welcome back. Tonight I will be talking about an infamous case in Argentina, the poisoner of Montserrat. This case shocked the nation because the culprit viewed money more valuable than human life and it showed people how you can't just call anyone a friend. Hello, I am The Grin and joining me tonight is the lovely Amari. Welcome to our podcast, a place where we do not shy away from the gruesome details where some things may be triggering and hard to hear. Listener discretion is advised. So get yourself in the right space of mind, and let's talk about dark shit.
1: In the intro, it kind of sounded like you were describing a pirate.
0: <laughs> well, she is definitely something. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, so tonight I'm going to be talking about Maria de las Mercedes Bernardina Boya a Ponte de Murano.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you're the one doing this.
0: <laughs> but she's better known as Gilla Murano. She was born in... The 20th of May uh, in 1930 in Corrientes, Argentina. She was the eldest of three children. She was the daughter of a military sergeant, which during the time of the military dictatorship in Argentina meant that her family was of high status. So this also meant that her family didn't really struggle for money. They weren't upper, like super upper class, more like middle class is what I would say. However, Guilla grew up very egotistical and ambitious wanting nothing but wealth, and determined to be at the highest of social class, Ia wanted a very rich husband that was on top of her list. This greed that she had was planted by her mother, actually, a woman named Candelaria, who always told her daughters to look for a rich man. That is what you should marry. Do not marry a man for love or happiness. Marry him for money. That
1: sounds like the American dream.
0: No. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> oh my gosh. Muddy <laughs> spitting out facts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So in 1953, at 23 years old, Guilla actually married Antonio Murano, a man who was 10 years older than her and the heir to a big fortune. And in 1967, Hia gave birth to their only child, a son named Martin. Since her husband did not want her to work and wanted her to care for the home, Hia grew bored and found herself a very interesting hobby. She decided that she was going to start swindling people. <laughs> yes.
1: Interesting <laughs> hobby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a pastime. A pastime. <laughs> so... What Yiya did.
1: Like I said, pirate.
0: A pirate? <laughs> okay. Sorry. So Yiya devised a get rich quick scheme that she would implement on some powerful friends that she had. She convinced her friends, Nilda Gamba, Leila Chicha Formisano, and her cousin and slash best friend Carmen Zulema del Giorgio de Venturini to invest in her business.
1: You're giving me anxiety, like how you're saying all these names, they sound so difficult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to when I first heard about this case mm-hmm. in the end, but I've, I've read about this case for a while now and I really, really wanted to talk about it. Oh, okay. But yes, she made her friends... Um, invest money into her business with the promises of doubling the money that they invested which she eventually did because her friends invested a small amount and in return she gave them not only their money back but double the earnings hmm. and this made her friends believe that you know what you on onto something and they decided they were going to invest even more so Like I mentioned, one of Guilla's closest friends was Carmen Zulema, who was also her cousin. Carmen was a widow for a great number of years. Her husband was an important businessman in Argentina, And when he passed, he left a hefty inheritance for Carmen. Carmen also had a daughter. So because of this inheritance, Carmen and her daughter never struggled. Carmen and Guilla had a very close relationship. Like I said, they were considered best friends. They would visit each other frequently, buy each other gifts and Yiya would always bake cakes for Carmen. But in January of 1979, Yiya first presented her investment opportunity to Carmen. Carmen, convinced by Yiya after that first go, gave her 20 million pesos, and Yiya promised a great return. However, Carmen had Iya sign a promissory note stating that in March of that same year, Iya would return the money in full plus the earnings. Then, on March 24th, 1979, a few days before Carmen was supposed to get her money back, she began to feel ill. Apparently the pain was so great that it made her leave her apartment to go ask for help. But right when she got to the stairs, she tumbled down basically, rolled all the way down from the top to the bottom. There, a doorman named Jose Gonzalez witnessed the whole thing and immediately called an ambulance. Hearing all the commotion, neighbors around the area went out to see what was going on. And that's when Hia appears. She was around the neighborhood, hears the commotion, sees what's happening, and immediately goes to the doorman and says, I need a set of keys to go into her apartment and notify her friends and family. I need her phone book. Mm -hmm. So then Jose believed Yia and let her in. Because like I said, Yia would frequently visit Carmen. Carmen would frequently visit Yia. They were Mm -hmm. really good friends. However, when Yia left the building, she was holding a small bottle and some papers crying This is my third friend this year who has died. Carmen died on her way to the hospital. Her cause of death was signed as non-traumatic cardiac arrest. However, days later, Carmen's daughter goes straight to the police. She was very worried about the suspicious circumstances surrounding her mother's death. She didn't believe that it was cardiac arrest. Her mother was in great health. And that she also noticed that a promissory note was missing in her apartment. She explained to the police that the doorman let Yiya into the apartment and saw her leave with papers and a bottle. So she had her suspicions against Yiya. And her mother, Carmen, also told her about the investments she made to Yiya. And that a few days before her death, she was talking about how excited she was that she was going to get her money back. Mm. and this is what made her very suspicious.
1: So this is how she's swindling, by killing.
0: Mm -hmm. So the police agreed to investigate, and an autopsy was performed on Carmen's body, where they discovered large amounts of cyanide in her stomach. Now, Yiya became the person of interest in this case because of her relationship with Carmen, and she was the first person to go into Carmen's apartment after her death. After the police investigated her a little bit, they soon discovered that on February 11th of 1979, her friend Nilda Gamba died as well under suspicious circumstances six weeks before Carmen. On February 9th, 1979, Nilda went to have dinner over at Iya's house. She stayed there very late. The next day, she had a severe stomach ache. Her doctor, which was also her neighbor, prescribed her some medicine and told her to stay in bed, which she didn't. But she phoned Gia to come over and take care of her. Because again, Gia was a really good friend of hers. Yiya agreed and stayed by Nilda's side while she was trying to recover. Yiya fed her, gave her tea, but then soon, Nilda also died.
1: Oh my gosh, she's doing this like really close together. Like she's not trying to hide that she did it. Is she? (laughs) <laughs> she did it like she did something
0: no now I't yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <can> question myself <laughs> no she's not she's not hiding this at all she's like going to them before she's supposed to give them back their money
1: yeah and supposedly they're like good friends and everything like
0: good friends yeah especially her cousin her cousin her best yeah friend. see that's told you you
1: made me question myself okay go. Continue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good. <laughs> now, when Nila's doctor returned, he found his patient dead. Then he asked, yeah, why didn't she call him? To which she replied, I wasn't authorized to do so. The doctor put down on her cause of death as non-traumatic cardiac arrest.
1: So, uh, question. Yes. So that is what the doctor put down. Mm-hmm. Do they not test if somebody was Poisoned or they don't test for that unless asked.
0: They were suspicious.
1: How old was she again? The cousin? The cousin? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't get her age, but she was, she was of age. She was um, like, I would say probably maybe 50s, 60s. I'm so sorry. Hmm. I didn't get her exact age, but I know she was a a bit older.
1: See, I wonder with that, like just because, you know, something happened, she fell down the stairs. It had to have been, been, you know, a cardiac, a heart issue. Mm Mm-hmm. I that's not, that's
0: what they wonder.
1: Go, it makes me wonder. They're like, when there's other situations like that, mm-hmm. do they even ever test for poison? Like, oh, maybe, or do they have to have a thought like, this seems a bit off for them?
0: But I'm guessing that it's probably one of those that you have to get permission from the family
1: to test for po- if their your family member was poisoned.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming. So the reason why I say that is because for Carmen, they didn't test. They didn't do an autopsy until her daughter said, Mm -hmm. do an autopsy on my mom. Mm -hmm. Police immediately applied to get Nilda's body exhumed and perform an autopsy. However, just like with Carmen, traces of cyanide were found in her stomach. They also discovered that Nilda had invested great sums of money into YIYA's scheme. So the police continued their investigation, which led them to a third death. Leila Chicha Formasino was another close friend of Gia's. Following the sudden death of their friend Nilda, they arranged a little getaway. They were going to go to the coast. However, Iya paid Leila a visit before they went. She wanted to prepare for their little getaway. So she went over and knocked on her door. When she knocked, nobody answered. So she left a message with a doorman, Leila's doorman, named Carlos Alberto Zamora. A few hours later, she came back desperate to see her friend. Uh, She asked the doorman's wife, because the doorman wasn't there, if she'd seen Lila. To which the doorman's wife replied, but wait, earlier today, I saw her leave with you. To which Gia replied, yes, I know. But she came back because she was feeling ill. Later that night, Gia came back to Leila's apartment with tickets to the cinema but there was no answer again. After three days of nobody being able to contact Leila, the doorman called the police and they were able to get into her apartment where they discovered her dead on her chair with the tv on. The cause of death that was signed was natural causes. What? Yeah. The police again exhumed her body, performed an autopsy, and they discovered cyanide in her stomach. They also found out that Leela had also invested money into Yia's scheme.
1: So when are the police going to be like, oh, hey, common factor.
0: There's a Why woman there. There's a woman with everybody. There. Yeah. So on April 27th, 1979, Yia Murano was finally arrested at her home. When she was interviewed by police, she denied all charges against her. She admitted that all three women invested in her business. However, she presented the promissory notes that she had signed. And
1: she had them, not them.
0: She had Mm -hmm. them, saying that this proves that I paid them back in full because I have them.
1: That's dirty. (laughs) She would go into their places just to get those notes.
0: That's dirty. And she also said that each woman knew the risks and rewards of giving her money.
1: I just think, like, the, they knew the risks. The, I was going to kill them eventually.
0: <laughs> they, knew, <laughs> they knew. They knew what they were getting themselves into. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. She is horrible.
0: She's a horrible woman. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about her son here in a moment. But let's finish off what eventually happens to Yia. So the prosecutor demanded that she be given a full life sentence without the possibility of parole. She was sent to prison to await her trial. But there she became very, very popular with inmates and staff. And on May 6, 1980, still awaiting her trial, she was found by a guard lying in her cell with pain, where she was taken immediately to a hospital and surgery was performed on her. She had one of her lungs removed, apparently.
1: While at the hospital?
0: While at the hospital.
1: Jeez.
0: There she asked one of the nurses to give her a pen and paper. And she told the nurse, I'm going to write my version of this story since nobody wants to believe me. There, she actually, according to the nurse, actually writes out her side of the story. But she made a full recovery to which she never released what she wrote.
1: So there is no actual evidence of that. There's just the nurse saying that.
0: The nurse's point of view okay on june 15th 1982 after three years in detention a judge acquitted all charges against her and she was released what mm-hmm.
1: i hate oh, there's no evidence okay this just it reminds me of another story but go
0: ahead. <laughs> which she had all the promissory notes she i don't know this it's is just, probably
1: not the same but i'm just thinking of freaking um Charles Manson, he didn't do anything. There was no evidence or, you know, there is no physical evidence on him, but he's serving. Exactly. So,
0: however, the prosecutor appealed the ruling, infuriated as to what the judge decided. And in June in 1985, the courts overturned their decision and sentenced Yia to life in prison. However, in 2001, she was released after serving only 16 years of her sentence for good behavior. Yes. Yiga's case is infamous in Argentina. Reason being, she is the second female serial killer recorded in their history or known. First being uh, Margarita Selena Herling, which if you guys want me to talk about, I will. But there are books and plays about her. Um, There are people who have a lot of theories around this case. Some people think that she didn't do it, (laughs) which... I don't know how you can think that way. I think she is definitely guilty.
1: She was connected to every single one of them.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, you mean she didn't do it? She went in their apartments like afterwards, like
0: right. And then there's also some people who have theories that Yiga actually killed two more people, but that there was never any evidence that pointed towards her.
1: Are they talking about the two that passed away before her her cousin?
0: No, she was sentenced. Of those three, there's so, two additional oh, ones. Oh, two mm-hmm. Oh, But again, yeah, no evidence against her. As for Yiya, she had always claimed that she was innocent, and she always stayed true to that. She never said, mm, I could have done this, I could have done that. She did admit to swindling people, but she never said that she was a killer. And she stayed that way until her death in April 26th of 2014. It's kind of crazy because if you go on YouTube and search up her name,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, there are like talk show hosts who invited her over to their show, talked to her. There's people who had tea with her, ate with her. Again, this this case is infamous in Argentina. People, some people like really were interested in her version. And it's kind of like some of the interviews are kind of twisted because this woman is drinking tea in one of them and then she's giving the tea to the host saying, here, drink this. And the host, knowing, you know, what she's known for, would always say no. But I always found them that's, really... She, all...
1: That's dirty. Like Her,
0: her interviews are always... I found that kind of eerie. Her son... She's
1: making fun of it.
0: Exactly. That's... It's horrible. Her son has gone on talk show hosts saying that this woman is actually guilty, that he does not see her as a mother, yeah. and has says that this woman was basically a monster, was a leech and craved attention.
1: What does she do to him? Or is it, ba- is it based on all the well,
0: murders? So what I found out from some of the interviews, because when you search up her, his interviews come up as well. And his interviews are a bit more recent Well, the ones I've seen. And he has always said that he never viewed Giga as a mom because she was basically never there. The only mother figure that he ever had in his life was his nanny. And he felt that this woman was just somebody who would use him. And it was discovered that her, or his dad, Giga's husband at the time is not actually his dad. And that kind of... So he just hates her. Yeah, basically. Um, Giga's husband eventually did leave her after after her release she actually did go on a talk show host a very infamous one because people always talk about it and she goes on to talk about how her husband is still in love with her and that they, they nothing was going on he believed her but then he would go he made an interview and basically said no i'm leaving this woman
1: dang yeah.
0: Yes. And then in around the 2000s, early 2000s, an Argentinian writer named Marissa Grinstein, who I believe was a reporter at the time, but she decided to write a, a book about female killers, specifically in Argentina. Hmm. And in her book, one of the chapters is Yiga's case, where she talks about each of the murders and you know, demise. But... In 2006, her book was actually turned into a TV show and the TV show was so successful because it dip each it was basically it stayed true to the book where each episode was different. Each episode was about one of these killers, infamous cases in Argentina and then one of the episodes was Yez. and in the end of that episode, because it's the only episode that's different from all the other ones. In the end of that one, she goes, the actual killer, mm-hmm. goes up to the camera and says why she's innocent. And why she didn't commit these crimes.
1: Why Yia didn't?
0: Mm-hmm. And then, but each episode, it's it's not actually the kill. It's dramatized. Yeah. Yeah, it's recreating what led to the killings.
1: They don't believe, her. They don't believe she did it then.
0: <laughs>
1: How could they not? I don't
0: know. Okay. I don't... It's 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 a very polarizing case. Honestly, I think she did it, but
1: maybe they have their reasons of why they don't believe she did it, but
0: But I've i I read the book. I've read the book. In case you guys are curious, the book is Mujeres Asesinas. The show is called Mujeres Asesinas. If you want to see her episode, it's called Guilla Murano Envenenadora, which in English translates to Guilla Poisoner. I was going to
1: say, can you slow it down a bit? Because I...
0: Guilla Poisoner. Okay. However, in the book, it's the case is titled Guilla Murano Amiga, which translates to Guilla Friend. Because what Greenstein wanted to do is, after each killer's name, put their modus operandi.
1: I'm just going to include this little part right here. Yes. Um, you guys are going to be able to tell very soon or already that Grin's favorite show or book is called, what is it? Mujeres,
0: Mujeres Asesinas. Yes, because like I talk about in our intro, the show that I was talking about that made me discover true crime and basically grow a fascination with it is Mujeres Asesinas. It's a very, very interesting show, but it's very, very dark. It's not for everybody. It shows all types of violence towards anybody their kids, women, men, all types of abuse imaginable. Like I said, each episode is taking on a different case and it's dramatization. Yeah dramatization of what led these killers to commit the crime. Hers, when I first saw it long, long time ago, because her episode isn't gruesome at all because she's, she's a poisoner. But mm. then it's kind of dark because this woman, it shows how she was so close to these women. And then in the end, she did not care about their lives. And one by one, she would kill them.
1: It's heartless.
0: It's very, very heartless, especially for Nilda, which was the first woman who died because she was with her the whole time, feeding her, giving her things to drink, Mm -hmm. caring for her. And I'm saying that with parentheses, quotation marks, while slowly she was actually killing her. And the actress that plays her is incredible because she goes, it's all about, now I'm talking about acting instead of the actual case, but it's, it's incredible. You guys should watch the show. But um, the actress that plays her goes from a worried, like a worried, very worried friend to like, you can see her facial expressions, expressions just change in like seconds after each woman just dies. Like, without a hair on the world. And yes. But yes, that's where I first heard about this case. I've researched it a lot. But like I said, her son just gave interviews recently. And he has always said that Yiga was just terrible. And she is definitely guilty of all these crimes.
1: I don't even want to call her a pirate because now I feel like I'm putting a bad name on pirates. No, so she's horrible.
0: She she is a, she's
1: heartless. She, she just doesn't very give very
0: vile. Shit. Yeah, she is very very vile. I don't know. And then to like, I don't know. For me, it's like to not care about like a friend like that is just horrible.
1: Friend, family member who she was close with,
0: family member.
1: Jeez, even her own like her son, she didn't care. She didn't He's care. Like, hey, oh, I'm an and will take an Something review.
0: I actually completely forgot to mention is that in one of the interviews, which made him really realize how this woman just didn't care, is that he actually took her to one of her little nights out with guys because she would always. Lights out? Nights out. Uh-huh. Nights out. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I like that
1: term too, nights Uh, out.
0: Nights out with men, Mm because she cheated on his dad Mm -hmm. frequently. And she would sometimes take him with her, and he would witness.
1: That poor kid. Um, My God, I hope he's okay now. Like, he grew up not like
0: his mom. It's really heartbreaking. But um, in the interviews, he goes really in-depth about all the trauma that happened. But but yes, that is the case of Guillermo So let me know if you want to hear about the first recorded female serial killer in Argentina. And I will definitely do that. So remember to be well. Be safe. And see you next time.